Good morning, everyone. It's quite a tough one this morning. Who's feeling awake? Or who's feeling asleep? <laughs> well, this morning, we, are, we have got a wonderful, wonderful patch, passage from, from the Bible. It's a story that is so famous that an object that was used there and then in Egypt, in the olden days, for the very first time, is now part of the official kit list when you have a baby. And I am obviously talking about the Moses basket. And as we explore this story, we're going to look at three different aspects. First of all, at the setting, what was happening around, then the actual plan or the plot of the story, and then at the people, the people involved in the story. So the setting... Moses' family were living in Egypt at the time he was born, but they were not Egyptians. I probably, you probably have noticed that the girls were wearing different costumes. And they belonged to this group called the Jews, and they were living in Egypt because Moses' great, 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 and you can add lots more, great, 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 grandfather, Joseph, brought the family to Egypt to save them from famine. And a few generations later, this family, just one family, turned into a massive community of people. And they were growing and they were thriving. And the Egyptians didn't like it. They, found, they thought of them as a threat and they wanted to make sure they stopped growing. So Pharaoh had a plan. And by the time Moses is born, things go really, really bad to the point where Pharaoh decided that he will not allow any baby boys to be born. So he was afraid that what would happen is they would grow up and be a great army. So Moses' life, his family, was not easy. But throughout of all of that, life still goes on. We are told that two people fall in love, they get married. And sometimes, even when life is really, really tough, the best thing to do is to keep going. We know that when we are faced with difficulties, we are not alone. That God is with us in every circumstance. And certainly, God was with Moses. And now let's look at the plan. Moses is born. His family does everything to protect him and to keep him safe. And when hiding him is not an option any longer, Moses' mom takes action. I don't think there's anything more powerful than a mom ready for action. Lots of things are lost in my house. I, I don't know whether that's a similar scenario, especially in the morning when you're rushing to get out of the house. And I saw this um, saying on Facebook, I think, that says, nothing is truly lost unless mom can't find it. So Moses' mom puts her trust in someone beyond herself. She builds a basket, waterproofs it, and makes the hardest decision. 
anyone can make with a loved one. She lets go in the hope that God is there. And Moses is saved, and God is there indeed. And I don't know about you. Maybe you have a situation in your life or a relationship or a person that maybe God is challenging you to think about letting go and letting God be. Sometimes when we let go of our plans for our lives, we can see God come and work in wonderful and amazing ways. And finally, the people. I just love this story. We have several wonderful, powerful women in this story. First, we have Moses' mom, who shows unbelievable courage and resilience beyond human strength. You know, she embraces Moses, even when he's born in such difficult circumstances. Then let's Let's go of him, trusting God, receives him back for a short while to let go again, understanding that his destiny and his plan and God's plan is somewhere else for him. Then we have Miriam, the sister, who shows again courage. She looks for opportunities to protect her baby brother. She finds a place high up to look for signs of danger. And she, I think she is the person who puts herself out there, if you think of people around us, who uses her contacts and connections to help others, to support others. And I wonder if you have someone like that in your life. Maybe a sister, an aunt, a youth leader, a small group leader, a trusted friend. And finally, the most unusual, I think, character in this story, the Egyptian princess. What she does for Moses is truly remarkable. She's not just the adoptive mother. But let's think of the bigger picture. She chooses to go against cultural norms. She adopts Someone who could be classed as the enemy. She possibly risks conflict in her own family. And her actions, to me, challenge prejudice and injustice. You know, throughout the whole story, the thread that binds everything together is God's sovereign plan and his protection. We know that Moses grew up to be an amazing leader, and he changed the cha- history. And what I would like you to invite, I'd like to invite you this morning, is to reflect on the different people that maybe played a ro- part in your life. And as we move from Moses' story to your story, I just want you to take a few seconds to think of who you have in your life who nurtured your faith, who supported you, who puts themselves out there for you, who looks for signs of danger, who brings her contacts or his contacts to help you move forward. On your way into church, you are given a small bag that has a wooden heart in 
in it and a blank message. And if you don't have one, you can pick up one at the, um, as you go out from here. Or if you put your hand up, one of our side people will come and bring it to you. But what I would like to challenge you to do is to take that bag and think of the person that has made a huge difference in your life, whether it has nurtured your faith. It could be someone from your family or it could be someone outside your family. And sometime when you have a bit of time, write a thank you message to them and make time this week to either go and give it to them and say thank you or you can even post it. They're small enough to post it. We're going to turn to prayer, but would you, uh, would you like to pick up your bags? Or, you know, I think some children even got the heart out of it. And hold it in your hand. And just say thank you to God for that person. Or, or for the, those persons or people, it might not be just one, who nurtured your faith. Thank you, God, for the wonderful people in our lives who support, nurture, and encourage us. Thank you for moms, for aunts, for adoptive mothers, for grandmothers and aunties, and special friends. We pray for those for for whom Mothering Sunday is painful. And we ask that you comfort them through your Holy Spirit. And may we be people who support, nurture, and bless those around us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And let's finish with saying the words of the Lord's Prayer, which will appear on the screen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.